You are listening to Read Around the Rosé, the podcast full of prose. We are just two best friends who love murder mysteries and dystopian novels while drinking wine, because that's what we do. This is the book club podcast that you never knew you wanted. I'm Nicole. And I'm Megan. And today we are reading, well, I, I always do this, we read... And we are now discussing. <laughs> <laughs> it's already happened. Past the tense. Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. Uh, but before we get into all of that jazz, I'm going to yes. tell you what we're drinking. More importantly. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess the book's important too, I suppose. <laughs> but I mean, we, we only read so we can drink the wine, right? Yes. That's what I thought. All right. So I think, I don't know, a couple episodes ago, we drank a red wine called Classe. Uh, this time we're doing their white wine. So it came from my Wink wine shipment, as usual. Um, I think we did take a, I don't know if we took a picture of the bottle last time. I think we forgot. So you'll get a bottle. You'll get a picture of the bottle this time. <laughs> you'll get a bottle. No. You, you won't get a bottle. No. <laughs> you'll get a picture of it. <laughs> um, they have some words blacked out. So, that, you know, that's the classified part, I suppose. So I'm only going to read the words that are not blacked out. So it says, um, made from grapes that thrive in the foggy hills of California's esteemed blank, blank. This blank wine displays classic characters of citrus and white flowers. I don't normally eat flowers, so I guess we'll see if we enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On the back, just says white wine. (laughs) So 12.5% ABV. Um, and that's about it. I guess not a really exciting description here. Let me get this popped open. Ooh! Oh, that was a loud pop. Not a silent pop. <laughs> no. Not at all. Oh, wow. That is full. (laughs) That's how we do things around here, right? Uh Uh-huh. We don't half-ass it. No. (laughs) And And we clink. And drink. It's really sweet. I was picking up on the citrus. They they did hit it with the citrus. And flowery. It's very flowery. Yeah. It's not bad. I just no, just got to get used to it. You know, was not what we were drinking earlier. It's one of those flavors that shocks your senses, and you gotta give it a few sips. <laughs> Ooh, if we were on the cool tub, though, this would be oh, the perfect, perfect wine. Yes, we gotta have this over the summer. Okay, so we already read *The Silent Patient* by Mike by Alex Michael Edes. So here's just you know a synopsis of the book by brought to you by Goodreads.com. So. Alicia Berenson's life is seemingly perfect, a famous painter married to an in-demand fashion photographer. She lives in a grand house with big windows overlooking a park and one of London's most desirable areas. One evening, her husband Gabriel returns home late from a fashion shoot, and Alicia shoots him five times in the face 
and then never speaks another word. Well, uh, <laughs> the buildup of that was like intense. Alicia's refusal to talk or give any kind of explanation turns a domesticated tragedy into something far grander, a mystery that captures the public imagination and casts Alicia into... Into... I don't know that word. Let me see. Into... I'll find where I point it. Notoriety. Ooh. I just don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> the price of our art skyrockets, and she, the silent patient, is hidden away from the tabloids and spotlight at the Grove, a secure forensic unit in North London. Theo Faber is a crime criminal psychotherapist who has waited a long time for the opportunity to work with Alicia. His determination to get her to talk and unravel the mystery of why she shot her husband takes him down a twisting path into his own motivations, a search for the truth that threatens to consume him. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, okay, so my first question for you today is, what do you think of Theo's reasons to become a psychotherapist? Because in the book, he said he didn't do it to help others. He only did it to help himself. I thought it, I mean, it made a lot of sense when they gave all of his background mm -hmm. where he was like a very abused, neglected child. Like he didn't really have a childhood, really, yeah. the way they described it. Um, he had to go through a lot of therapy himself to work through his own issues and so it makes sense that through that, you know, he gained a, a knowledge and a love for the field. Mm -hmm. And so maybe maybe his intentions weren't exactly right, but it made sense for him. No, I just hope that, like... Does that make... No, it totally makes sense. I just hope that this isn't, like, a thing that, like, most people that work in that field... Oh, no. I kind think of Theo was a special cookie. Special cookie. Okay. Because <laughs> when he said that, I was like, damn. I'm sure okay, there Okay, honesty, sure. I'm sure there are some that maybe do it for themselves. Um, maybe, I don't know, just some sort of control or they think they're really smart, know better, or whatever. But I think most therapists or psychotherapists, I think most of them have a true passion for helping other people figure out their traumas and how to deal with them. See, I didn't know a whole bunch about um, criminal psychotherapists. I thought that was really interesting. That's something I don't have any background mm -hmm. of knowledge about. So it was like as the book was explaining like how he went through his therapy and how that is conducted and then how he conducts his therapy, I was like, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And it'd be cool to like watch a documentary or talk to someone that is an actual criminal psychotherapist. Just that because would be really cool. So fascinating after reading this book. Yeah. Okay. And the very first diary entry, which was the prologue. Yes. Alicia writes that she's only going to write about positive, happy, normal thoughts. No quote unquote crazy thoughts allowed. Do you think that's a good idea or is a journal the exact right place for crazy thoughts? Oh, I definitely think a journal is the exact right place for crazy thoughts. Um, there have been time periods in my life that I don't know how to express my emotions. I'm angry about something. And the words verbally just don't come out correctly. Mm -hmm. Or it's too vulgar 
to um, really get into. Mm -hmm. So I feel like sometimes writing it down allows me to express how fucking angry I am or stressed or what have you in a way that I don't feel like it's appropriate to talk to another human being about sometimes. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was like, the if you're what's the point in a journal if you're just gonna stick to the you're gonna put a positive spin on everything? Like sure you would write about write about some good things in your life, I would hope, if you have a journal. But also if you have some weird, crazy, twisted thoughts, like isn't that a good place to get those thoughts out of your head because normally Absolutely. usually once you get it out of your head you can stop thinking about it yeah and it doesn't like consume you as much anymore so i i was already questioning like her intentions of writing this journal if she was gonna kind of um sugarcoat it and well <laughs> yeah Th this book and um just recently i've been thinking about taking up journaling again i've done it previously I in time about the same thing so i haven't done it in years but, like, when I go back and read some of the entries I wrote, like, journals that are, like, okay, I'm going to start. And mm -hmm. then I could get a quarter of the way in, and then I just fall off of it. Yeah. I go back now and I reread them because, you know, I, I just moved. Mm -hmm. So we went and we read a few of them, and, like, I didn't remember even writing that. Yeah. And it was really cool to, like, have those – remember those feelings from that time in life. Mm -hmm. So let's start journaling. Yeah. I think the last time I journaled, I was – I journaled a lot, like, middle school and high school. Yeah. I think I journaled more in middle school than I did in high school, but I know I did some in high school and then a little bit right after, but pretty much since then I haven't, but I, especially, you know, in light of current events, yes, I really, this book has really made me want to start journaling, but it also makes me, I don't know, some of my thoughts I've been having recently, I don't even know if I want them on paper. True, <laughs> true. But maybe let's start. There's, there's always that fear, like, okay, you think your journal is super private and it's just for True. you to get your thoughts out. And then you're like, well, one day, what if someone reads this and they don't understand that this was just like a, in my moment, getting the crazy mm -hmm. out. And then they, someone reads it the wrong way or, you know what I mean? I'm, I guess I'm still have that fear of like my little brother coming and finding my <laughs> diary. <laughs> I don't think our husbands are going to want to really even go through them. So I think we're good there. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just still have that, like, fear that the wrong people are going to somehow read my journal. I'd like to take it up. Maybe that'll be my New Year's resolution. Because every year I choose to read more books. But the last mm -hmm. two years, my life has been filled by books. Oh, yeah. I don't think that needs to be... A resolution anymore <laughs> it's just like beforehand you know because I was in college right. and I just didn't have any time so now I'm I've been kind of thinking about it the last couple of days because it's coming up here very soon mm -hmm. maybe journaling is something that I need to start including in my life very cool yeah and that was a tangent I wasn't expecting me, t me either but I, I liked it I did too <laughs> um so my next one mine are kind of like broad points throughout the book okay um so my next one is when theo gets his after he gets his job and he only really wants to work with alicia right that's the only reason he took this job and it wasn't even like a good like career path for him right so did you expect alicia to beat the fuck out of theo on that first that first encounter first... no i didn't um I didn't really know what to expect from her because 
we had like maybe one or two journal entries by her from that point. And then she was silent. I guess we should explain like the way that this book was told was mostly it was in Theo's perspective of like current day and um, from Alicia because she was silent. We only got to hear from her when they through her journal entries. Yeah. Which, you know, were obviously in the past. So I had a point and I lost it. It's just kind of like a weird back and forth. Oh. And it takes a minute to even get used to like the, the Oh, it's because dynamics. because I only had her journal entries and I didn't have any of her current day thoughts. Yeah. I did not know what to expect from her. And from the journal entries that we had did. heard, it gave no clue that she was going to attack anybody. And she attacked him hard. Yeah. I thought she was about to kill him. Yeah. But then I have a second part to this question. Okay. So afterwards, Theo is expressing to the board, like, kind of what his actions are. And he said um, that rage is a, anger is a type of communication. Right. All of that. So what are your thoughts on just that aspect of how he rationalized it? I think he's absolutely correct. Um, Violence and rage is a huge form of communication. I'm sure that a lot of people who get in fights, it is because they are so mad they don't know how to verbalize and actually talk about it anymore. But they have to become physically violent. Um, Not not that that makes it okay, but I think that that is absolutely communicating. I'm pissed the fuck off at you right now. (laughs) Don't know how to do it nicely, so here you go. (laughs) Or maybe it's not even you personally. I'm just pissed off in the world. Yeah. And you are here and you said the rightful said the exact wrong thing and set me off and now i'm so overwhelmed by emotion and rage that all i can do is lash out physically yeah so i think that's probably what he meant oh absolutely okay your turn all right what were your thoughts on alicia's refusal to speak after she shot her husband and attempted to kill herself was it a psychological reaction or a brilliant act of self-control in order to receive a lighter sentence at trial? I kind of felt like it was a little bit of both, just because we didn't have her background story until, like, the very end of the book. Right. So I thought it was, like, yeah, trauma could happen. That Trauma did happen to her. Mm-hmm. And so based off that trauma, she maybe just didn't know how to express it. But then it just continued on. And that was kind of... Yes, trauma can last for many, many years, even lifetimes. Mm-hmm. But for her not to speak one word or even make gestures or, like, any type of just communication right, was very odd to me. Mm-hmm. Um, very fit the title of the book very well. Oh, yeah. They were not exaggerating. No, she really was silent. The silent patient. <laughs> but it does the, – the, the reason why she became silent does make a lot of sense once we get her background – because it wasn't just, this wasn't just the first time trauma happened to her. Right. It was a lifetime of trauma that caused this whole just mental shutdown that turned her kind of into like a turtle hiding into her shell, mm-hmm. not being a part of anything. Um, it did benefit her not to get a really hard sentence just because they did find, you know, her husband shot, gun, gun near her, her wrists were slit. Right. And uh, very clear that. She wasn't involved, and I'm sure there were some forensics behind mm-hmm. it as well. Um, and she just kind of ended up in a mental hospital where she had art therapy and um, just lunches and dinners with a community. 
community mm-hmm. groups that talked out their feelings. Yep. So in that sense, she kind of did kind of get the lighter sentence. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to you, was it obvious or what did you find it surprising that Theo's wife, Kathy, was cheating on him? I found it surprising. Um, I will say, let me just put this out front. Most books, I like guess every little thing. This one, I don't know if it was the way it was written or what it was. The back and forth really threw me. It didn't throw me, but I didn't really have anything to grasp onto to try and make the huge predictions like I normally do. Yeah. Um, I was cur- I was actually really curious if you like I, were able to guess at all because I had no idea. You know, I tried a little bit, but there was no huge thing that I really caught on to. And we'll get to the end later, but... I was not able to make my usual predictions with this book like I normally do. Um, so I really was just taking things as they came and I wasn't expecting anything, you know, other than I was expecting a twist. Every book has a twist, but I was not able to quite pinpoint what that twist mm-hmm. would be. Um, so learning that his wife was cheating on him, I I was surprised only because of how he described when they met how much how instantly they fell in love and how happy they made each other and so when you describe a couple like that cheating is the last thing that you think is going to happen true so yeah i i didn't understand what caused her to to start an affair if they were so happy and in love i did pick up um you asked those stories about her like boasting to her friends about how they met was like pretty significant but then I kind of picked up a little bit here and there that she was staying very very late every single day for her lines in her theater group which yes you absolutely could stay late every single day but it started to like become such a pattern that it was like hmm but I didn't put it together until it was like he snooped through her computer and I was like ah that's why yeah but that's why she's doing it in his defense he didn't really snoop she left it out no, I, yes, <laughs> Snoop, in a, in a light term, she did leave it out. For... And then once you see it, I mean, I would have to go through all oh, of them, too. Oh, sure. But um, I guess I didn't really pick up on the whole her staying late all the time until after it was revealed she was cheating. It was like kind of like an inkling, but yeah. nothing. I couldn't connect anything. Yeah. As soon as they said it, I was like, she's a lying, think... cheating piece of shit right now. Yeah, I think that was like, I was right there with you on that <laughs> one. Okay, my next one, I just want to have a quote that I really liked. Um, it's kind of cool. I think we're like kind of like going right along the same path without Yay! even knowing it. This doesn't happen as often. Anymore. I know. So it was right after Theo found out she was cheating on him, um, and he went and saw his therapist, mm-hmm. and he Ruth. Went, Ruth. So there was a quote that I I kind of resonated with, and I just wanted to read it to you and get your thoughts about the quote, and if you agree or disagree. Okay. Okay. We often mistake love for fireworks, drama, dysfunction. But real love is very quiet, very still. It's boring if seen from the perspective of high drama. Love is deep and calm and constant. Oh, yes. That's just such a good quote. Yeah, so like, do you agree with that? I or? mean, in a, in a sense, I still feel like there needs to be a little firework moments in right. the love 
But I, I see like a lot of younger relationships mm-hmm. that all they they think it has to be fireworks twenty four seven. It has right. to be exciting twenty four seven. There has to be money spent on each other for ridiculous things, mm-hmm. even though you can't afford it. And I mean, Jorge and I, when we first started dating, sure, that's like what we thought we had to do. Because right. that's what other couples were doing. That's what everyone in the beginning of the relationship, it's all fireworks. Yeah, but now it's just like the fireworks are always there because love him to death. Mm-hmm. But it's so nice to be able to like not sit on the couch together, sit in separate chairs mm-hmm. and like just chill. But know that like we're still together and we love each other. Yeah. Like, we don't have to I be think- up next to each other every second of the day. For me, when she said fireworks, it wasn't necessarily, like, a love for each other. Like, fireworks, like, the drama, the dysfunction, the intense. The fighting. The intense passion. Mm. Like, you think because that's how you start your relationship, but that's some people think. You know, that's how the whole relationship is supposed to be. But it's really not sustainable. Mm. Like, you're going to get into a calm quiet sometimes you're gonna sit next to each other and not speak and that's okay it's okay (laughs) and and it said you know some compared to the high drama it can seem boring and so i guess and if you're not truly compatible i guess that would be why um kathy would be like oh we don't have the fireworks anymore i need to go find them somewhere else even though theo was just like what are you talking about we can just sit here and be together and eat dinner and be like, yeah, to just together and exactly. we're fine. <laughs> exactly. And I think when I heard that quote, like, you know, I'm pretty content with the boring, quiet stillness of my relationship. But I think in there are some times, maybe you feel this way too. I don't know. But um, there are some times where. The boring becomes like I'm like oh, are are we too boring like we ask each other that on? sometimes too and then we look at each other and we're like nah we're good yeah. <laughs> so then I like I heard that quote and I was just like oh like I don't we don't need to be constantly trying to like wow each other <laughs> like we're just I feel like the little wows are what is more magical now yeah, like, like occasionally Jorge but will come home with flowers for me and that's like just a little wow that's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, like he still knows I love having fresh flowers around the house. That's perfect. I don't need anything else. Like spend five dollars. I don't care. It doesn't even matter how much you spend on the flowers. Yesterday's spontaneous walk to the restaurant that Will initiated, like that's a wow. That was enough. Exactly. Like the spontaneous weekend we had like a week or two ago when we went out to random places, like he never does that. And he even mentioned, he's like, here, there, I stayed up late with you. Are you happy? <laughs> yes, like, I like, am. <laughs> like, he did it on purpose, like, knowing, without me even saying anything, that I had been missing, like, yeah, something. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that quote just super resonated with me and also made me go, okay, Nicole, chill out in those moments where you think everything needs to be fireworks. We need to, like, type so, it up and put it on your art gallery wall. Yeah, we should. I feel like that needs to be a quote up here. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, up next, um, we are back into Alicia's journal, mm-hmm. and we're learning about Max, okay. uh, Gabriel's brother, and he co- he's coming over for that barbecue. And so my question is, is did you cheer like I did when Alicia bit Max's tongue when he sexually assaulted her? Yes, totally. And how did you just feel about like that, that whole situation that went down? 
Okay, so hold on. I wrote down I wrote down stuff about that journal entry, so I'm just rereading it so I can remember <laughs> how I felt about it. <laughs> okay, so I remember um I think right before that journal entry, Theo had visited Max mm-hmm. trying to get information. And yes. that was the first time we like were introduced to Max and he admitted that he hated Alyssa. That he didn't like her mm. or Alicia. And um that he thought, you know, she was like too controlling or whiny or bitchy and like kept his brother from him and whatever. And so you have that snippet where you're like, Oh, they do not get along. Or at least Max doesn't like her. Yeah. And then you get that she's upset about him coming to visit when Gabriel says, hey, my brother's coming to visit, and she's not that thrilled about it. And you're like, okay, so it's a mutual, you know, Mm -hmm. dislike (laughs) of each other. But you don't really know why. And then I remember her saying something like, I stayed behind. Well, I found the opportunity to, like, be alone because I knew Max would come find me. And then I was like, they like is there a fair going on with yeah i thought that too yeah but then it was very apparent he did go find her and that she was like she wanted that opportunity to confront him to be like hey i'm going to tell your brother what you did to me because at some party in the past he had kissed her Mm -hmm. and she wasn't for it you know and he got mad obviously he was rejected and then that's when you find out he doesn't actually love his brother like he told theo he actually resents him and is very jealous of him and wants his wife and wants his wife and i guess max took all of alicia's um oh what's the word i'm looking for i don't know rejection or protest and protest is the word i'm looking for as like a i really want you but we can't do this kind of thing gross. you know what i mean yes gross I, I think that's how he took it even though she legitimately was like, I don't want you. I have like, to tell your brother. Off. Like, I'm going to tell him what you did. And and he took this whole thing like, no, I'm going to grab you. And now I'm going to kiss you and stick my tongue down your mouth. And then she tasted mm-hmm. his blood. And I was like, you go, girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking, I would have bit him, too. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm telling you, no, I didn't want it then. I don't want it now. And I, But I'm letting you know I'm going to tell your brother what you did. And get your nasty tongue out of my mouth. Yeah. So that, <laughs> I guess that leads me right into my next kind of question. Oh, thought, cool. Or my first prediction. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's really a prediction. All right. After all of that, I said, is it possible that Max was jealous of Gabriel for overshadowing him and he killed him? Maybe Alyssa found him and tried to kill herself out of despair. Perhaps she is staying silent out of fear. Oh, so get out of the fuck out of my head. <laughs> Because I said, who do you suspect was Gabriel's killer? And I put, I thought Max. Yeah, so right Because of the, the, just the sheer jealousy. Yeah, after that moment, I was like, ooh, that was my first thought that Alicia didn't do it. Yes, me too. Yes, I I agree. Maybe Max did it because he was so jealous of his brother. And Alicia found the body of her husband. And then because she loved him so much. Despair. Just just tried to kill herself. Yeah. And then she survived, 
and I just thought she was fearful of Max, and so she was just staying quiet. So that was kind of my thought process in that thought moment. Thought the same thing. Very creepy. We're on the mm. same page today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was kind of like both of our questions. Um, I'll go into what's next for mine. Okay. Um, what's the deal with John Felix? Did he truly like like Alicia, or did he just like her art? I think he really truly liked her as a best friend. I think he thought they were best friends. Nothing more though. He didn't like no romantic feelings um, for her. He might have. Okay, but he didn't act on them. So I think he was content with just having her in his life. Maybe he didn't like Gabriel because Gabriel didn't like him and, like, never gave him a chance. Well, plus that's, like, time away from their friendship. Yeah. Like you said, Gabriel didn't really want them to spend time together. Yeah, Gabriel didn't. So they never tried to form, like, a friendship, like, as as the three of them, you know? Mm -hmm. So I could see why that would be hard if your husband doesn't like your best friend who happens to be a male. And, you know, he probably thinks there's might be a chance of some romantic feelings. So if you're not all three friends, I can maybe understand why that would be hard. But even if he did have romantic feelings, at least from anything that was described, like nothing from him, nothing from anyone else, nothing in her journal ever hinted at him trying to do anything romantic. Yeah. So even if he had romantic feelings, I do truly believe he just wanted to be in her life, wanted to be her best friend. So then what's the obsession with all her artwork? Is it because they were so close? I think it was because they were so close and maybe he was hurt too, you know, that he he obviously cherished their friendship more than she did. Yeah, because she broke off their friendship. She was breaking it off and then she was going to leave the gallery that he manages. And I guess he took it when she you know, got charged for the murder and then isn't speaking, I think he took the opportunity to collect all of her art and hold on to her friendship and relationship in that way. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. All right. What did you make of Barbie and her story about the man watching? Or just of Barbie in general? Barbie was a little bit extra. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's the best way to describe her. She was just a lot. Um, I did think there was value in her story. I do think it was valuable, and I wish the police would have listened to her mm-hmm. because she was right. Um, interesting at all that Alicia confided in her, but it was kind of more out of convenience than out of a friendship. Right. So, I mean, that kind of worked out for Alicia, but she Barbie, extra. Extra. Yeah, so for me, I definitely thought she was extra. I also... In none of the journal entries did Alicia ever once mention Barbie. They just weren't best friends. It was just one yeah. of those like neighborly but things. Barbie but you hold on to it. In person, told I was her best friend. We were next door neighbors. Like she said, they were best friends. Barbie did. Well, she might not just have any friends, and the one person right. that's dealing with her shit is like, oh, yeah, that's my best friend. So, but there was part of me thinking, okay, so this lady who's way out there, she thought they were best friends, but I have. Alicia didn't, which I turned out to be right. Uh So the story she told about the man, like, part of me was like, okay, it probably needed to be listened to. But then another part of me was like, what if she's just making this up just to be involved? Because she's a bored housewife that has nothing else to do. Like, it, it almost just seemed like she was just trying to be connected to the notoriety of it all. 
she just sounded so like convincing like regardless of all the extra background right she was just like someone was watching her and she told me Mm -hmm. so i was like okay you you might have some value there but goodness like It, it was hard for me to determine like do i need to take this seriously or is she just trying to insert herself and I'm sure the police, when they heard her story, it sounded more like she was inserting, inserting yeah. herself yeah. rather than providing actual yep. information. Did you have any suspicions of who was watching Alicia before we had the big reveal? I did not, but my next question, I think, fits right in with yours. <laughs> I don't right. know how we're so in sync today. It happens sometimes. Um, <laughs> so I said... If Alicia is innocent, who are the best suspects? I have my own list, but I don't. I know. I, mean, we, I know. Just we said off Max. the top of my head, like um, Don Felix. Um, yeah. I thought that was a big possibility. Even when she was saying, it was like I could see that. Um, in a small way, maybe Barbie, but I feel like she would just watch her from her windows from her house. Yeah. Instead of like physically watching her. Yeah. But besides that, I don't. I mean. I think I had I had Max. I said for jealousy. Yeah. And John Felix seems obsessed with her and unwilling to let her go and blame Gabriel for Alicia ending their friendship. So I felt like Max and John Felix, I felt have the best motive. I agree. I didn't really have anyone else. (laughs) Um, so up next, what did you think about Alicia's dad killing her? Like the mental, psychological. The mental, psychological, yes. That was... So just to preference this, um, Alicia's mom passed away. And so her dad drunkenly one night told her that he wishes that... He didn't even say it directly to her. Oh, it was to uh, Aunt Lydia. Right, but he was yelling. They were... They were looking for her and her cousin, Paul. And they were playing hide and go, not hide and go seek, but they were hiding. They were on their secret spot on the roof. And they could hear everything. They could hear everything. And her dad was so distraught over losing her mom. I guess that was the only woman he truly loved that said it should have been Alicia that died instead of. Because it was a car accident where um, we are privy to Alicia's point of view for it. And Alicia remembers her mom putting her in the car and trying to kill the both of them. Exactly. So it was supposed to be a double, almost double suicide. But Alicia survived and just her mom passed. So her dad doesn't even know that information, which is right. even more tragic based on the trauma that just happened. And now hearing mm-hmm. that your dad wishes you died instead of your mom. Or wish she had died instead of your mom. Like, Yeah. Um, yeah, that totally would shatter a person. Especially... She was, like, 10? Yeah, she was young. I don't think she was any more. It was between 8 and 10. I can't remember exactly, but it was very young. Mm-hmm. Hadn't even hit teenage years. But but for her to take that and just say that he killed me, like, mm-hmm. how advanced is that? And also how yeah brutally fucked up is that mindset already? Right. And then you carry that on for your whole life. Like, my own father wishes I was dead, like, you have to have a whole whole bundle of self-esteem issues. If you think that you are, you already know or think your mom tried to kill not just herself, but you. Mm-hmm. And then you hear your dad basically say he wished you were dead instead of your mom. So both of your parents wanted you dead. Yeah. So I can only imagine the toll that would take on a young child's psyche. 
and the way that they grow up and view themselves. They would, I don't know how you would not feel worthless. That's very fair. Yeah. I don't, yeah. That was tough. Her background story just made so much more sense of why um, she kind of did become silent. Mm-hmm. Because after that, like, the next man, which, ugh, we're getting into the review. I don't. Uh, not quite there. Okay. <laughs> da, 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 da. All right. So when she was, when she started saying that there was a guy following her and nobody believed her, um, Gabriel insisted she went and saw Dr. West again. Yes. Do you think it was right for Dr. West to imply she would lose Gabriel if she didn't take the pills he wanted to prescribe? I mean, absolutely not. I don't even think it was ethical for Gabriel's friend to be her. But we didn't know that yet. No, but just in general about. But just just in that current moment. No, it was not correct. Even he's just a doctor, like. You don't imply your husband's going to lose you if you don't want to take these pills that I'm prescribing you. Like, that's your decision. I mean, as a doctor, you can say, I think these would really benefit you. I want them. I think you should take them. I think they'll help you. But if you say, I don't want to be on medicine, the doctor either continues to tell you you should take them and prescribes them anyway. But you don't say, oh, if you don't, your husband's probably going to leave you. That's not, not that's correct. not ethical, right? Mm-mm. I didn't think so either. Oh wait, I have just a real quick follow up question to that one, since that one concerned Gabriel. So, is it just me, or does Gabriel seem more controlling than loving? He did control other aspects of her life. Yes. Um, like she described herself as being so in love with him, but the more the book went on. The more I saw him just trying to contain and control her. And I didn't really see any real actions of love. He was always just trying to... Well, there was reasons for controlling her, Nicole. The whole ending. Well, yes. But before we (laughs) knew that, I was just... I hadn't got there yet. I was just like... I was just starting to question. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think they're both as in love as she was thinking and you know like sure weren't (laughs) it just seems he was a lot more like containing her crazy and keeping her under his roof like because it's easier to contain the crazy than to let the person that you're married to find out all your deep dark dirty secrets that is true all right go ahead um it's all about the ending okay let me go over my questions here see if Okay, I do have some questions leading up to the actual reveal. Do you have anything before the real reveal? I just said the ending, the emoji with its brains being like, Mm. Did you guess it? Or is it just me that was surprised? All right, let me ask me my questions leading up to the reveal. So, and and this is me. I had no predictions. I didn't know anything. Like like I said, I didn't try to guess. I could not have even predicted the ending of this book. After the whole reveal, I have a theory of why I didn't predict it. I thought about it later because I was like, why would it? Why didn't I know this? But that's, we'll get there. Okay. So did you believe in the mysterious man who Alicia said was following her and broke in, tied her up and killed Gabriel? Um, did, did you believe that story? The, the one that she told? Yeah. No. Not at all? It just seemed 
that that she just came out, just started speaking again. Mm-hmm. That bringing up that trauma that caused her to be silent for so long was so quick to come out mm-hmm. that it just seemed a little suspicious. Okay, so you were with like the other doctors and everyone that was like, "That's a lie! Like none of that happened." I just thought it was too much, too fast. Yeah. Okay. Um, how did you feel about Theo following his wife to watch her with her lover? And how he never said anything about it. Oh, I thought he was a pussy. I just feel like if that was me, I would have been a raging bitch. I would have not let them go into the woods and have sex and hear all their sex sounds. I would have just gone crazy, not to the point of like killing somebody. Right. Which were the deep thoughts that he had. Uh Uh-huh. It would have been more of like a verbal attack on my part. Yeah, like. Even if I if I had been following and they did go in the woods, but then I start hearing the, them having sex, you better believe I'm busting through. No matter what the brush looks like, I'm no. going to get cut up on my arm. Yeah. I don't care. I'm going to get cut up. They're about to get cut up. <laughs> like, I am busting through. You're not finishing no. what you started. <laughs> no, you're going to know that I'm here and that I caught you. And you're fucking done. And we're done. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Last one leading up to the thing. All right. Before we know anything, Theo thought it was his right to enlighten Kathy's lover's wife about their affair. Was that his right? No, it wasn't. It's not yours to share. It's, it's, it's I did, different. I said, whose right is it? Was my little next. It is your partner needs to tell you. It is a matter between husband and wife, and you as a stranger, like if someone came in and was telling to tell me all of this craziness. A stranger, yeah. I don't know if I'd even believe it at that. Right. Just because I don't know who the fuck you are. Why do you think you get to tell me all of this? Now, if it was more more of like a proof, like you had pictures, Mm -hmm. or like something was sent to me picture-wise... That would be a little bit more believable, but just like just a confrontation would have yeah. just been too intimidating. Yeah, I was thinking, what do you mean it's your right to inform the wife? Like, it is not your right. Like, you either, can't even talk to your wife about what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, you haven't even confronted your own wife. It's not your job to go ruin this other marriage. Um, for me, like when I wrote the whose right is it, like, okay, it's either got to be your spouse who just confesses or it needs to be someone who's close to you and who witnessed it and that who you knew isn't going to come to you and make that shit up. Yeah. Like, but for a stranger. Yes. To decide it's his right. It's not your no. right. No, no, not even close. No. All right. I think we're ready. I'll, just, let, I'll let you. Just my emoji with the brains oh. being out. <laughs> so the ending was um, nuts, huh? Yeah, so my thing I put, I said, oh, shit. Because I, I think right after I wrote the, why does he think it's his right? And then all of a sudden. Things escalated. He put on a ski mask and he was in. I was like, why is he putting a mask on? And then I, I crossed it out and I go, oh, shit. Theo was the man following Alicia. He killed Gabriel. That's the only reason he wanted to be her therapist. Here I are mean, um, my initial thoughts. <laughs> what the fuck? It was Theo's wife, Catherine, fucking Gabriel. Yeah. And Theo was the one who had the knife. 
and had Alyssia in her paint studio? What the hell? I was so confused. Like, it made zero sense. And then all of a sudden, my mind was blown. Just the timelines, what we don't, what we don't know while we're reading it is that the timelines aren't lining up. Up. Oh yeah, so this was my um, It was weird. This was my revelation after the fact. Because every time I heard Theo speak and he talked about his wife's infidelity and all of that happening, it sounded like it was present day it happening. Did, it did. It did. And Alicia's husband Gabriel was killed 5 years prior. Yes. So when Theo was talking about his wife cheating and how he found out and how he was following I think that's why I was not able to make the predictions because I was thinking this was current day. Yes. That he was talking about. And all of Alicia's journals were obviously leading up to the murder. They were past. So they were like five years ago. And so I had, there were zero clues that he was talking. Oops, just smacked my mic. (laughs) There were zero clues that... Theo was telling his story from the past leading up to the present. The only thing that, like, was a clue for us was that he was watching the woman's house that her, of the husband that was having an affair with his wife. I mean, at the end, I was like, why didn't I pick up on that? I I thought the same thing. But the timelines just didn't match up. I couldn't make those connections. I know. I thought he was talking present day, and Alicia's thing was five years ago. So, yeah, it didn't make sense. They didn't line up. So, I guess that was obviously purposeful on the author's part. Yeah. To keep you in the dark. Yeah. Like, and I totally was. So, bravo to him. I normally figure these things out, like, on chapter two. No clue. (laughs) I had zero idea. I was so thrown off because they gave zero hint that Theo was telling his story from five years leading up to present. I really thought he was telling his story from even present day, maybe six months earlier. Yeah. But not five years ago, not matching up with her journal entries. Like, that was never, (laughs) even when she attacked him, I mean, once the reveal was done and she rewrote, or not rewrote, she wrote an additional entry to her diary. Mm Mm-hmm. Then it all made sense, but there was no way for us to know. No, you had to wait to the end. Yeah, there was no way for us to know that she. the reason she attacked him was because she recognized him. So Theo put on the mask, came in her studio, tied Alicia up, waited for Gabriel to get home, but he wasn't the one to kill Gabriel. Ultimately, it truly it was, was Alicia. Alicia. <laughs> because her father killed her, and now her husband theoretically killed her. Oh, yeah, we should say. So um, Theo... Gave Gabriel an option. He he tied him up as well. And he said, okay, your wife just said how much she loves you and is like pleading for your life. So I'm going to give you a choice. Um, I will either kill you or your wife. But you have 10 seconds to decide. And Gabriel said, I don't want to die. And then he silently untied Alicia, left the gun. Mm Mm-hmm. Or no, shot the ceiling, so it sounded like she was dead. Right. Left the gun, and she made the ultimate decision. Yeah, she got up and was re-traumatized all over again. Triggered from her the car accident and then what her dad said. Yeah. And was like, all right, motherfucker. 
<laughs> You're dead. And uh, then, all right, what were your thoughts on the very end? Um, so Alessia going into a coma. Yeah, so Theo shot her up with some drug, put her in a coma, but before she completely her journal out, entry and then hiding it in the fucking painting. Yeah, that was genius of her part and to write it down before she left lost consciousness and then i guess like uh, literally the very end where the cop showed up at his house like way out of the way came in confronted him with the last journal entry yeah theo sticks his hand out the window and touches some snowflakes and they melt and then it's over i mean (laughs) <laughs> I feel like in that moment we got to hear a lot of like uh, Kathy too because Kathy was fucking miserable. They were oh, still together. She was depressed. Let herself go. She was depressed. They had no life. So all of that and she the years of holding on to the relationship, there was none left that destroyed yeah, Kathy. There was no relationship with them, and she was so depressed over Gabriel's death. But she could never say that out loud because she didn't know that Theo knew about it. Yeah. But the the ending was very um it is what it is. It wasn't like a big happy it ending. It was very anticlimactic. It was like we have all this build, all this build, this big reveal. Oh, he oh. got caught and oh. now some- I was hoping he was going to get away with it, honestly. Why? Just because all of the like just because he thought he was going to get away with it and I was like, "Okay, you might get away with it." So, I know you sometimes root for the killer, but this is one killer I had zero sympathy for. Oh, I didn't have sympathy for him. I just like was just in the moment like, "Oh, he probably got away. The journal what happened to it? It's oh, lost." Thought he was going to get away with it. Yeah. You weren't hoping he got. No, away I with it. no, I I thought he was going to get away with it. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I was glad he got caught because this is one killer, psychopath, whatever. Who was just a complete narcissistic douchebag. Yeah. He didn't really have any redeeming qualities. Like, once you found out... Even his profession, he was in it for himself. Yeah, like, there was nothing to root for. His... Not even, like, just his life, his marriage, nothing, his career. It was all, like, meh. You know, at the beginning, um, I told you a few days ago that I thought the book started off really slow. Yeah. The reason I thought it was so slow is because I was very uninterested in the in Theo, the doctor's life. <laughs> it was very mon- mundane. Like, I get it by the end that it was important to know everything about his life because it all came together. Yeah. But before knowing that, I thought this was going to be more about Alicia's story. And it sure wasn't. And it was mostly about the Dr. Theo's story and... I was just so uninterested in his life. Well, until the very end when you go, oh. But the ending <laughs> matches the beginning if you think about it. So the beginning, you weren't as enthralled in it. The ending, you weren't oh, there either. Yeah. So they were it both like. Kind yeah. of just was what it was. Yeah. The big reveal is probably where it needed to stop. But it was cool finding out his life with Kathy at that point in time, after the big reveal. Yeah, it's not like he got his happy ever after. No, he got fucked. And he did get caught. Yeah. So I was glad he got caught, but it was just so, like, meh. I guess I wanted to hear him, like, get mad about being caught, or, like, I wanted to hear the, you're under arrest. Like, I wanted... He just knew. That, you know? That was it. 
I know he knew, but like I wanted to hear the like the the cop go, "You're under arrest for the murder of blah 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 and for the attempted murder of blah blah blah." Like I wanted to hear that, but Meh. I was just like, okay, all right. Well, I guess that brings us to our what would you do? So, um. I only have two because this Me book too. is um, not easy to come with. What would you do? I only have two. I as bet well. we have a uh, very similar ones. Are you ready? <laughs> you go first. <laughs> Could you go years without oh, speaking? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I told you there weren't a lot of options. Yeah, mine. Well, my second one was: Do you think you could go five years without speaking a word to anyone? No, I don't think I could at all. <laughs> I don't. I mean. I think I could go five hours. Right. <laughs> I think you and I have gone, like, we, we've seen each other multiple days in a row, and, like, on a Sunday, uh-huh. we, like, maybe text once at the end of the day to ask how our day was, but that's yeah. it. Like, that's kind of... That's it. That's it. <laughs> but I could not go a whole day without... I mean, if I'm not... Okay, if we are counting texting, then definitely not. I probably won't even go an hour without texting somebody. But as far as verbal speaking, I could go five hours or so. But that's if, like, I'm home alone. But, like, not even, like, speaking to yourself either. And I like to talk to myself sometimes. Yeah, or sing out loud. Yeah. Or, like, something. Can't do any of that. That's weird. I, there's no way I no could way. just be no 100% way. silent. Uh-uh. All right. Well, I guess that was... Both one question for both of us. I'll give you mine. Other uh-huh. one. All right. What would you do if you thought someone was following you for days and nobody believed you? Trap the motherfucker. Set up traps and trap them. Get them. Prove it. Like they're a big rat. Take a picture. <laughs> like do something. Like she tried to take a picture and it was like the worst picture but ever. But she didn't really try to do anything. Right. She was just like, oh, no, I'm just going to lock myself inside. Big yeah. woman shouldn't. No. Do actions. Something. Set up cameras. Cameras. Booby traps. Right. Something. Home Alone that shit. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while since we brought up the Home Alone reference. Oh, I need to watch it. You used to bring it up like every episode. I love Home Alone. I think you stopped because I pointed it out. I was like, Probably. do you realize... You reference Home Alone in like every episode. It's a good movie. It's a classic. I love it. We got to watch it tomorrow. Yes. Well, <laughs> I got to make sure it's okay with Jorge. He might get mad that I watch it without him. It's not like he's never seen it. We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and my last question kind of uh, not goes with yours, but if you were Alicia, if you were in Alicia's shoes, do you think you would have recognized Theo? And then get away with playing him, like, the way she did. I think so. Because in all of her journal journal, uh, journal entries, uh-huh. <laughs> um, she always said she could never describe him. Like, he was always just far enough away where she couldn't clearly see his face. Or hidden behind a shadow. It was just his eyes at the end of the day. And his voice. Eyes and voice. And he said the exact same thing to her in therapy. I'm trying to help you. Yeah, something like, I just want to help you. I want to help you see clearly. He said that to her in the kitchen when he had her tied up. And then he said that to her as a patient. Mm -hmm. And so she said when she heard those exact words, like she had kind of like, I 
think you look familiar. But you don't know. But I wasn't sure. But then, aha! And then to hear, recognize the voice, and then hear the exact same words. That's when she attacked him. She was like, you're the motherfucker that broke into my house. You were the one that was following me, that made my husband think I was crazy again. And then you tied me up, tied my husband up. And then I shot my husband. Because you triggered my trauma from my past. Uh-huh. Yep. So, um, yeah. That's, so that's, that's the that. silent patient, <laughs> which was a great book. Um, so if you haven't read it, like I know we just gave away the entire book, but I mean, it was still a good read listen. Yeah, it was a really good read. It was good listen. And if you're someone like me who can normally predict almost every twist, I had zero inkling that that's zero where idea. this one was going. Too. So, you know, and for me, that's nice to be, like, that surprised every now and again. Because yeah. sometimes, like, I, I'm, like, thrilled with myself that I get it right all the time. But sometimes that's, like, oh, am I... I got it right again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want some excitement in my life. I wonder fireworks. <laughs> but speaking of fireworks, what do we got going on next week, Nicole? Next week... We're doing our holiday or Christmas bonus. Um, We have some special guests that are going to be joining us. Uh, We'll probably exchange some gifts. No big deal. Um, We're going to read you a story. Yes. Um, And, of course, we're going to have our special holiday cocktail. Yes. So stay tuned for that. We are super super, super excited. (laughs) Super excited for sure. <laughs> and uh where can they find us? Yes, you could totally find us at Read Around the Rose on Instagram. Read Around the Rose on Facebook and Read Around the Rose at gmail.com. It's been a while since I've had to say all of that. Did I, I get like, it right? Why do you seem so like it's a lot of questions, <laughs> but no. Um literally just search as Read Around the Rose. We read around the rose. Sometimes the accent is taken, sometimes not. Yeah. But um, reach out at us, and we would just love for y'all to also go to that Apple podcast, give us those five stars, and give us a good review because the love of books, tis the season to give, and to give <laughs> the knowledge of books is phenomenal. Sure is. Um, until then. Bye-bye. Bye. Yay! <laughs>